lovely to meet you guys and uh, congratulations on a gorgeous film. Um, I was saying this that I, I don't review everything so I picked this. I asked for dibs to, to get to see this because it just looked stunning. Um, and I know it has been in the works for uh, quite a while. How did you guys get to start on this project? Well, um, we can't remember. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think it was I think it was at a party somewhere that I met you, and it, you think it was on a plane. It was in no, it was it was in a party. It was in Berlin. Yeah. You were showing Adam and Paul. Yeah. And I think I was there with the mighty Celt. Yeah. And we got talking a little bit, and then we were on the same plane on the way back, and I don't know whether I had said to you about an idea already. I'm not sure, but you sent me back. Uh, a little cutting from a newspaper yeah. about another idea yeah. that we're actually working on now as well. And we met subsequently and I pitched you an idea I had for uh, this film set in Cuba in, with a backdrop of drag artists and boxers. So previously having written rain-soaked films in, in Ireland, I was offered the opportunity to go to Cuba <laughs> to research film and I said, yeah, thank you. Um, and that, and I, I was also, the world of it seemed very interesting to me and uh, and the, the, that I, I wanted to work with Paddy as well, and uh, he had experienced sort of drag performances in in Cuba, and they're you know they're very different to a kind of a, a Western model of that. You know, they're, they're full of heart and sincerity rather than hum rather than straight up humour. Or um, so that was really interesting. So it was from that I just went, yeah, let's do this and story evolved from you know meeting people in Havana and taking their stories down and I mean we knew that it was always going to be a father-son type story but we weren't sure of the details of it and Havana gave us those details you know and I think as well for both of us maybe the timing was a good timing mm. I know I was sort of ready to change or do something different or maybe or go back to somewhere that I'd been before and I think for you as well things were going yeah. on in your life where I think you were about to make I some changes. Think, yeah, I'd come to the end of, of a very large chunk of work which involved two films and a TV series and I was kind of done with writing at that point and uh, I wanted to take a break from it or else do something very different and so this came about really and uh, it was a great joyous experience. I mean it happened slowly you know, the, the, I didn't really sit down to write until 2010 and uh, it didn't come out until, like the script wasn't ready until January 2011 was the first draft, the first official draft. And, and then it took us another three years, three and a half years to finance it. So it happened slowly, but I think that that was right for it as well. It, it, it eventually got made at the right time, I find. There's great themes in it about toxic masculinity and things that travel so well, even though it's such a different environment, and even themes about poverty and stress. So it is just absolutely fantastic, and it's lovely to think that it happened because you were trapped on a plane yeah. <laughs> and then just cut, like had to I was forced, forced to speak to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is that, but and and also the fact that it just came out of conversations that. It, uh, and that we were very open when we went to Havana to try and make sure that we weren't imposing a story on them and on Cuba itself, but to allow Cuba to, to allow us to be observers of, of stories and lives in Cuba. It's a very difficult situation to, to go into another culture and to, to as outsiders, take an outsider's perspective on their lives. In a weird, strange way, I think that Irish people have had that done to them for a long time, up to about the mid-80s. It was always, we were always yeah. seeing life being being observed. We were being observed. and But then there's also that thing with, with 
Havana and Cuba itself, I always think that Cuba is like this massive fishbowl with the whole world just staring in at these lovely exotic fish <laughs> swimming around. And uh, there, there was that. We, we made, I think, um, at the risk of going on a bit, but we made decisions about, you know, normally with films like this, if there's an outside director and writer coming involved, what they do is they, the central character will be from outside of that society yeah. and will go in and will encounter the society and go, oh boy, this is so strange. Whereas we decided not to do that. We decided we wanted to make a real story about real Havana. Yeah. There was a couple, without, I don't know, I was careful of slagging anything else off, but there was a, you know, a couple of portmanteau films made, and uh, so which gave you a chance of seeing seven different films that all sort of were making those mistakes, maybe. And so we sort of had some good, <laughs> some good, uh, let's say, beacons out there to say, you know, maybe we shouldn't go down that direction or shouldn't look at that direction, you know? And I think there's a, there's a sense of, if you go to a place that has a feeling of the exotic maybe about it, if you try and make it exotic, it just, you're doubling up on something that's already there. You don't need, it's like, you know, you know it's too many spoons of sugar in your coffee or something, mm -hmm. you know, it's just you're over sweetening kind of something or putting too much taste in it. You're, you're kind of drunk on the well, exoticness yeah. of it yeah. all and you don't see clearly. So yeah. we were trying yeah. to, I mean, very much the, 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 the film was influenced by the people we met. You know, the stories are the stories that people told us. Or I think maybe the process as well, the fact that we'd gone over together and uh, met uh, various people in the research process. When you're making a film, you're making it with a sense of the, the authenticity of their lives or the truth of their lives. So it's not just a notional thing, it's actually a, an idea and a story that's connected to uh, a world that you've experienced together. Mm -hmm. And I think that was very important. Um, it just, in a way, it's like a tuning fork in some way that you just keeps you on track and makes sure that you're, you're, you're not, um, you're, you're not uh, veering away from something that, that, that gives you that sense of authenticity about it or makes you feel that it is true. You know? And it's fantastic when a writer and director are so in sync and you just really get this. There's so many moments when the visuals tell the story. There's so many moments where it's about what's not being said as opposed to what is being mm, said. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and like that, it's such a universal story, but it is so different to anything either of you guys have done before. Um, yeah. Even the way, the way it feels, the tone of it. And for both of you, what did you think were the challenges there and what did you like about it? Well, I think one of the things was I wanted to, and we agreed that this, that, that what, what it was, was we wanted to write what was essentially a melodrama, something that was as melodramatic as a Cuban love song. And to, and that is very far away from the work that I had done before, which is almost minimalist. So there was kind of trying to figure out how far you can go with something. And, uh, but it was also, like I th as I said earlier on, I think that, that I'd come to the end of a process of writing and I'd done with that and I needed to find something new. So in a weird way, I think with the writing of this, I was learning new again. Like I was becoming, I was, it was like as if I was learning how to write again because I was writing something very, very different. And it, it has changed the way I write, for sure. I, I think as well, there was a good, I think in, there was a good process between mm. us that we always put the thing between the, the, the two of us, both in the, in the development of the, the script, but also then when it came to production and filming, I very much wanted Mark mm -hmm. uh, to be a part of that and be around. And he was there during the shoot, you know, he, he acted in it a bit, but also, uh, he was. Um, he lived in the same house as, as we all did when we were, we were making, and that meant that 
just means that you're able to constantly refer to each other and just say, I'm thinking of doing this, what do you think of that? It's a bit shit. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit shit. Why is it shit? And you say, well, maybe it's shit because of this or that. Or, no, that's brilliant. I saw this thing, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you're doing is, in some way, uh, that process of sharing and engaging and feeding into the thing that's between the two of you, um, as, as opposed to maybe this that you're sort of saying it's mine and holding mm -hmm. on to it in some way. And I think that... Is, it is mine. It is yours, of course. <laughs> uh, but I think that's in some way that process uh, definitely suited me. Yeah. Um, and it brought the best out for, for me. But I, and it's also part of the thing that I'm proudest about the film, in mm. a way, is that collaborative process of yeah, how it was made. It was a great collaboration, and I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly, I have mm. to say. And one final quick question. What was your favourite thing to do with this film? What was your favourite thing about it? I could tell you my least favourite. It's <laughs> <laughs> just having to, having to shoot my, my first ever sex scene in a film with Paddy Braddock in the room. <laughs> that, was, that was my favourite. It was horrific. That, it was horrific. That was my favourite thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 There was lots of, lots of really good things. My favourite thing in retrospect is uh, uh, my daughter, my baby appears uh, at the very end of the oh. film in a little coda, you know, and my wife was sort of saying, put her in, cast her, cast her, and I was sort of saying, oh no, I've married a showbiz mom, <laughs> what am I going to do, what am I going to do? And uh, eventually I sort of said, I gave in and I put her in the film and, and now when I watch uh, that moment of the film and it's funny how your own life and your own things overtake the work you do or whatever when I watch it I, it just reminds me of this wonderful time we had mm. together and I see her and how uh, you know in that she was eight months old at the time how flourishing she was and how she was the crew mascot she was you know and what a wonderful time she had and so it's a peripheral thing to the film, but it's actually completely, in some way, the spirit of it embodies my experience of the whole film, which was just a great, joyous adventure. Lovely. Well, listen, thank you guys so much. That was Cheers. a great film. Make sure to catch the film. It's absolutely fantastic. Thanks, uh, so Thanks a million. Thanks. Thanks.